Tonight, DC drops diamond, Marvel has issues with the Chinese trademark, and remember one of the greats, Denny O'Neill. All that and more on this edition of Multiverse Tonight! Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. And here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 81 of Multiverse Tonight, the comic book edition. Now, it seems that, you know, the world is opening up, and the news floodgates have started to open, and boy, is there controversy. You know, there are even some people out there who think that AT&T might be getting ready to cut DC Comics loose. Now, this comes after AT&T is looking for a buyer for Warner Brothers games. Uh, my guess would, of course, be no. You know, the intellectual property is worth too much. While we're not, but, uh, you know, you never know. Yeah. AT&T, they're uh, a superstitious and cowardly lot. But uh, while we're speaking of DC, why don't, let's go ahead and start with the DC news. DC has had a busy couple of weeks, starting with Batwoman. And going on to our first story. DC Comics has ended its 25-year distribution relationship with Diamond, the largest distributor in comics. During the pandemic, Diamond Distribution was forced to briefly shut down. So DC decided to use alternate distributors, Lunar Distribution, which is owned by DCBS, and UCS Comic Distributors, which is owned by New York City's Midtown Comics. DC will also use Penguin Random House for distribution help as well. Now, a representative told ComicBook.com in a statement, quote, After 25 years, DC and Diamond Comic Distributors are ending their long-standing relationship. Moving forward, comic book retailers can obtain their DC books from Penguin Random House or their books and periodicals through Lunar or UCS comic book distributors. DC continues to be committed to providing the direct market with best-in-class service and the fans with the world's greatest comic books, unquote. Now, the hows haven't been announced yet, but most likely Penguin would distribute the graphic novels and collected editions with USC and Lunar distributing, you know, the single issues. Now, some retailers have reacted, frankly, rather badly to this news. And, you know, I I can see it from both sides. One, this is a breakup of a monopoly. You know, but on the other hand, this also makes it harder for uh, comic book companies, uh, comic book distributors, you know, comic book stores. That's what I'm trying to say uh, out there. So, yeah, this could be a good thing. This could be a bad thing, but it's too early to to say yet. But, you know, we'll keep an eye on it, you know, and hopefully, you know, when we finally get back to conventions, we'll have words with you know, comic book distribute uh, comic book stores and uh, see how things have been going. But uh, in some news that just broke yesterday, DC and Diamond have extended their agreement to fulfill orders of in-stock comic periodicals previously offered for sale, fulfilling those reorders through July 31st. 
This extension would mean that local comic shops can order back issues of any DC comic released before June 21st through Diamond at least through the end of July. Order fulfillment will depend on whether Diamond has copies available. Additionally, when it comes to graphic novels or collections, retailers will be able to order books that were offered through Diamond for a final order cutoff of June 1st or before through mid-December of this year. For shops serviced by Diamond UK, orders for new and backlist DC offerings can be ordered through the end of 2020. So, uh, you know, again... It's it's what it is, so you know we'll see how this affects comic book shops and the industry at large. Now the other big news is that there's going to be a new Batwoman in town as the showrunners for uh, the hit the show on the CW have decided not to recast the role of Kate Kane, but instead create a brand new character. A casting notice was discovered by fans on Reddit but was quickly pulled down. Now, according to the casting call, the, Ryan, the character of Ryan Wilder, Wilder, quote, is about to become Batwoman. She's likable, messy, a little goofy and untamed. She's also nothing like Kate Kane, the woman who, woman who wore the Batsuit before her. With no one in her life to keep her on track, Ryan spent years as a drug runner dodging the GCPD and masking her pain with bad habits. A girl who would steal milk for an alley cat could also kill you with her bare hands. Ryan is the most dangerous type of fighter, highly skilled and wildly undisciplined, an out lesbian, athletic, raw, passionate, fallible, and very much not your stereotypical all-American hero, unquote. Now, however, that, of course, doesn't mean the character of Kate Kane is dead. Showrunner Carolyn Dries said in a statement, quote, As a lesbian who's been working as a writer for the past 15 years, I'm well aware of the bury your gaze trope, and I have no interest in participating in it. That's why it's important to me as the showrunner to clarify any misinformation out there about Kate Kane and recasting Batwoman. Like you, I love Kate Kane. She's the reason I wanted to do the show. We'll never erase her. In fact, her disappearance will be one of the mysteries of season two. I don't want to give away any of our surprises, but to all our devoted fans, please know that LGBTQ plus justice is at the very core of what Batwoman is, and we have no intention of abandoning that, unquote. So there you, ha- there you have it, folks. You know, I guess we'll get uh, more information as, you know, more is revealed. Now, by the way, just an observation. Wonder Woman 1984 would have been in theaters right now. And if you go to the uh, chip aisle of any store, you'll you'll be able to see that as there's Lay's potato chips with Wonder Woman's picture on it. Now, it's very interesting. As I said, a lot of merchandising out there, but the movie isn't going to be out for a long time. In fact, it's been pushed back to October 2nd. So, uh, buy the chips now, see the movie later. Superman will be getting a brand new villain in September's Superman issue 25. Sinmar is a warrior created to be the standard barrier for an alien race from the deep and from the deep in our space. Here's the uh, blurb from from uh, DC: quote, "A colossal new threat to Superman, the planet Earth, and the DC universe arrives on the scene in this extra-sized anniversary issue. This unique warrior, called the Sinmar, was created to represent an entire alien race. He's trained his entire life, but for what purpose?" As the antithesis of everything Superman stands for, 
Sinmar launches his aggression towards Earth to destroy the Man of Steel and every being on the planet. This is what Superman was born to protect us from. Unquote. <laughs> Sounds interesting. Yeah. Doesn't sound, you know, quite doomsday level, but yeah. I guess we'll have to, you know, see how uh, Superman handles that. Now, let's go to the Marvel news. Marvel has a dispute on hand. The WandaVision trademark has been challenged by Wanda Group, a Hong Kong-based company. Wanda Group, according to Wikipedia, is a Chinese multinational conglomerate based in Beijing. It is a private property developer and owner of Wanda Cinemas and the Hoyts Group, as well as a majority shareholder of AMC Theaters. Now, it would be unclear how WandaVision, the Marvel show, could be confused with Wanda Group, the company, but, you know, I guess this is a matter for the courts, so watch this space. And uh, while we wait, maybe it's time to start filming again. Paul Bettany, the actor who plays Vision in the show, has canceled a convention appearance at the Tampa Bay Comic-Con. The Facebook post for the cancellation says, quote, We finally received word from Paul Bettany's representation, and unfortunately Paul had to cancel his appearance at TBCC this year due to being called back by Disney for WandaVision filming in July in Los Angeles. We're working on guest editions, unquote. So it sounds like good chance, you know, rumors are also abounding that the Falcon and the Winter Soldier might also be picking up on filming soon as well. The Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse sequel has begun production. Lead and Mayor Nick Kondo shared the teaser trailer on Twitter with the post, quote, first day on the job, unquote. However, it's a long ways off. It won't be in theaters until 2022. And while we're waiting for uh, 2022, let's go ahead to 2021, which will be a big year for Sony with lots of movies banked up because of the coronavirus. Sony while we're waiting for 2022, 2021 will be a big year for Sony, with lots of movies banked up because of the coronavirus. Sony has revealed that Uncharted, Ghostbusters Afterlife, and Morbius will be made available in IMAX next year. Now, let's go on to the geek news. The Eisner Award nominations have been announced. IDW and Image lead the way with 13 nominations for IDW, and 11 for Image. The awards are normally handed out at the San Diego Comic-Con. However, that's not going to happen with the con canceled this year. However, the organizers have announced that the results will be revealed sometime in July. Now, the full list of nominees are available in the show notes. Speaking of San Diego Comic-Con, even though it's not on this year, they're going to have a virtual version with Comic-Con at home being on Wednesday, July 22nd and running to the 26th. It will include panels, giveaways, news, and more. You'll be able to print your own con badge. Best of all, it's completely free. In a statement, San Diego Comic-Con spokesman David Glanzer said, quote, For the first time in our 50-year history, we are ho happy to welcome virtually anyone from around the globe. Though stay-at-home conditions makes this a very difficult time, we see this as an opportunity to spread some joy and strengthen our sense of community, unquote. Now, I'm guessing this will still not be a good excuse not to go to work. Sorry, folks. 
Disney is moving another movie straight to Disney Plus instead of theaters. The one and only Ivan is based on a 2012 children's book by K.A. Applegate. The film mixes live action and CGI to tell the story of Ivan, a 400-pound gorilla played by Sam Rockwell, who lives in an enclosure in a suburban mall with Stella the Elephant, played by Angelina Jolie, and Bob the Dog, played by Danny DeVito. Ivan starts to remember his life in the jungle when a, with a baby new baby elephant named Ruby when a baby new elf, when a new baby elephant named Ruby arrives, played by Brooklyn Prince. Now this movie will come to Disney Plus on August 21st. Genius Brands International has named former CEO of the Fox Kids Networks, Margaret Loesch, as executive chair of its new online ad support streaming service, Cartoon Channel. With which launch, which uh, will launch this week, the Cartoon Channel, that's Cartoon with a K, will offer over four thousand episodes of content from Genius Brands catalog, including Warren Buffett's Secret Millionaires Club, Thomas Edison's Secret Lab, Baby Genius, Martha Stewart and her Friends, Stan Lee's Mighty Seven, Giselle Bunchen's Giselle and the Green Team, Gummy Bears, Shark Academy, The Jammies, Amber the Ambulance, Dino the Dinosaur, Ethan the Dump Truck. Increditales, Onesies, and Super Geek Heroes. The streaming service is aimed at kids 2 to 11 and should be carried on all platforms. Well, I've never heard of those. Maybe, maybe you have. I don't, I don't know. But uh, I guess, you know, if you got kids, plunk them down in front of that. Now, in an attempt to help draw customers back to comic book shops and maybe mitigate some of the financial hardships caused by the coronavirus pandemic, Aftershock Comics is putting out a special 48-page anthology comic, Support Our Shops, SOS. The comic will be provided free to stores and will showcase works from such writers as Zach Thompson, Jamie McKelvey, Jerry Ordway, Colin Bunn, and Aaron Douglas, and with artists Gordon Purcell, Leela Lees, Simon Kunderski, Rose Stein, and Ted Brandt, Kellen Richards, and Don Kramer. With cover art by David Mack, now publisher Joe Pruitt has in a statement said, quote, this, book benefits, this book celebrates the central and critical role that comic shops have always played in fostering a love of the medium among fans, many of whom have gone on to become creators in their own right. It may, may be a drop in the bucket, but it's a hell of a drop in the bucket. These are heartfelt stories created by creators with deep, lasting connections to the comic shops of yesterday, today, and we have no doubt tomorrow, unquote. Now, comic book stores that rank among Diamond's top 200 Aftershock accounts will receive 20 copies of SOS per storefront with uh, June 24th orders. 10 free copies will go to the next 300 stores in any rankings, and any stores that are not among the rankings can still request copies of SOS. The aim is for comic book store owners to either give away the copies or sell them at a suggested price to make up for recent losses. Well, good luck. Now, tonight we say goodbye and thank you to Dennis Denny O'Neill. Now, Denny is legendary, and some would say that he was as important to DC Comics as Stan Lee was to Marvel. He not only shaped Batman from the 70s to the 90s as the Batman group editor, 
He, along with Neil Adams, shaped Green Lantern and Green Arrow, using the characters to tackle racism, poverty, and a variety of subjects. Denny was born in May of 1939 and got started in comics as Stan Lee's assistant in the 1960s. He would later that decade start writing for Charlton Comics with occasional work for DC and Marvel. In the 70s, he and Adams were tasked with bringing the Dark Knight out of the campiness that the 60s Batman TV show had led it into. The duo brought Batman back to the original that Bill Finger and Bob Kane created, leaning into the dark, gothic, and mysterious elements of Batman and Gotham City. Their work is still with us today in every modern Batman movie. Now, his work on the Green Lantern and Green Arrow series put Hal Jordan in the role of Cosmic Cop to Oliver Queen's protester, both spending time showing each that the world was not just black and white, but shades of gray. He also did runs of Superman, Green Lantern, The Flash, Wonder Woman, and The Question, and also wrote episodes of Batman the Animated Series, G.I. Joe, Logan's Run, and Superboy. Later, Denny would co-create Azrael with Joe Quesada. He also created Rish al Ghul and his daughter Talia, Leslie Tompkins, and Richard Dragon, and would lead Batman through Nightfall. He even wrote the novelization, which I happen to own a copy, and it's a well-read copy, I might add. He called Nightfall one of the more interesting experiences of his life. He did some work outside of DC and Marvel. His graphic novel of The Shadow, 1941 for Dynamite, was so great, his friend and colleague, Rick Stacy said, quote, I couldn't pick just one aspect of Denny's contributions. His Shadow was phenomenal work. No one handled the Shadow like Denny, unquote. He also wrote novellas that have been published in Ellery Queen's Mystery Magazine, Fantasy and Science Fiction, Unknown Worlds of Science Fiction, and Fantastic Stories. Denny never lost his love of comics, and he wrote the DC Guide to Writing Comics and taught a comics writing course at Manhattan School of Visual, Visual Arts. He is also a multiple award winner, winning multiple Shazam Awards, several Goth Awards, and a two-time Inkpot Award winner. Dennis, Denny O'Neill, died on June 11th from natural causes. He was 81 years old. His final work will be in the Joker 80th Anniversary Special. And that brings us to the end of the comic book news. Now, be sure to check us out on social media. We're at Twitter, at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you'd like to contribute some money, please visit MT Podcast or go to Multiverse Tonight and hit the Support Me link to go to the Coffee, Patreon, and Glow.fm links. And uh, while you're on MultiverseTonight.com, Please visit the Affiliate Marketplace links, the link to the Tee Public store, our show notes, and so much more. And if you're a subscriber, be sure to share us with your friends. And if you're brand new to the show, please be sure to subscribe. And, you know, if you want, leave some feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Now, special thanks to Shane Ivers for our intro music and Lobo Loco for the outro music. Now, we'll be back with the new, brand new sci-fi edition in two weeks and a brand new comic book edition as well. Now, please exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half-Baked Genre Productions, copyright 2020. All rights reserved.